And we are live. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, everybody. Thank you for tuning back to our podcast. We love that you are able to tune in every time, and we hope that you are enjoying our podcast thus far. Uh, so far, uh, we have uh, talked about numerous topics, including Black Lives Matter and racism within Muslim communities. Today, we're going to be talking about relationships, and I am joined by amazing people today, and I want them to introduce themselves. So I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, Khaira. Khaira, can you introduce yourself? Yes, of course. So I'm Khaira. I'm currently a rising senior in high school in Northern Virginia. I guess a little bit about me is I'm very passionate about raising awareness for mental health and wellness. So anything about that, that's that's on me. MashaAllah. Always a pleasure, Khaira. Jenna, we'll go with you. Please introduce yourself. Hi, guys. I'm Jenna. I'm 17. I'm a rising senior. Um, and a little bit about myself. I'm Palestinian. That's uh, my main personality trait. So um, my main passions are, you know, uh, activism for the Palestinian community. MashaAllah. Uh, Tariq, can you introduce yourself? Assalamu alaikum, everybody. My name is Tariq. I also go by Tarisha. I'm also 17, also Palestinian, but I am about to be 18 in six days, so that's exciting. Um, I do spoken word. Uh, um, my spoken word kind of centralizes around uh, humanitarian crises and activism like that kind of stuff. So, yes. Ahlo sahla to all of you and welcome. And I want to remind everybody that we are available on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Facebook. So, I personally don't see a way that you can miss us. Alhamdulillah. So, let's go ahead and get started. Let's talk about it. Uh, I'm going to go around and I want you to each kind of define what you think a relationship is, and then we'll go and dive right into it. So, Tariq, I'm going to start with you. How would you define what a relationship is? So, there are multiple types of relationships, but the relationship that I think we're talking about today, I see it as a covenant between two people where their boundaries set, their mutual feelings reciprocated, and there's just like, you know, clear cut, this is what I expect from you, this is what you expect from me. Um, here's the respect, not necessarily rules, but like, here's what our relationship will consist of. That's what I think a relationship is. For sure. What about you, Jenna? What are, what are your thoughts? Well, how would you define what a relationship is? Um, so I agree with like mostly what uh, Tariq said. So I'd say for me, a relationship is something, you know, there are many types of relationships and within the romantic relationship realm, there are also many types of romantic relationships. So I think it's anything where there's like a mutual feeling and then, you know, the pursuit of something more than a, a friendship. Mm -hmm. And Khaira, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so I guess to branch off on what they said, I guess when it comes to relationships, I see it as a lifelong, 100% fully committed friendship that's built on compassion, trust, um, connection, and love. Very beautifully said, all of you, mashallah. So that's kind of an opener to what we're going to be talking about today. Now, we all live in the United States, and around us, there's all sorts of dating. And every, you know, a lot of youth see this around us in high schools and whatnot. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on what we think about dating. So like what makes something halal? What are the boundaries? And uh, Khaira, I'd like to start with you. How would you, how would you define what dating is? And what are your thoughts on it? 
I guess for right now, my thoughts on dating, maybe I should start by defining it. I feel like it's um, a Western culture ideal where um, two people come together and, you know, I guess it's just like for friendship, but like, you know, I guess not friendship, but also like a relationship, like a boyfriend and girlfriend. That's how I see it in simple terms. It's a Western culture ideal. Personally, um, I guess for right now, I'm still like a high school student. I'm still a teenager. So I guess my thoughts on, you know, dating and all of that, I guess they're pretty open. Like if someone wants to do it, go ahead. But as long as you know, like, you know, as long as you know, like what the um, like the negativities and like what you're putting yourself into. I think it's a personal decision. Um, but I guess for me personally, I don't know if I want to like engage in that just because just knowing for me, I know I tend to be that person who um, like sets high expectations for myself. So I guess for now at the moment, as of like, you know, July 13th, I'm, you know, I really have nothing against um, like for, for me, I don't have anything against it or um, I would not personally commit into it, but I think it comes down to it being a personal um, personal choice. Mm-hmm. And I want to go to uh, Jenna now. Jenna, I want to get a little bit more specific. What factors make a person want to go into dating? That sort of stuff. I think there are so many factors being, you know, an American and being born and raised here and in public school too. um, One of the main factors is like peer pressure. You know, you want to feel like um, you're noticed or not even that, but you just want to feel like you belong. And, you know, you see all your friends dating, you see all of that. And there's a lot of temptation. So I feel like as a high school, a high school student, um, it's mostly peer pressure, but obviously there are factors that like actual genuine factors where you really are interested in a person and you want to pursue something for your marriage. Gemma, subhanAllah, everything that you were just saying, we're literally going to be talking about it today because those are big topics, temptation and peer pressure, huge topics. So subhanAllah, uh, Tariq, uh, how do you, how would you go about with, you know, setting boundaries, right? So talking to the opposite gender, what are your thoughts on that? And how do you think a high schooler, someone of youth would handle that situation while staying within, you know, the correct norms, if you will. So Islamic or not, there always has to be boundaries set in a relationship. Just so, like I said, there's that mutual respect. But if we're talking about it from an Islamic point of view, um, if both uh, people in the relationship are Muslim and do practice Islam, I feel like they should have like a mutual agreement on what is permissible and what is not permissible within their religion. So I think that's an important conversation to have if you are going to get yourself into a relationship before that relationship starts off. Just setting your boundaries, that's such an important part of any type of relationship, just setting your boundaries. And that can entail like, we can do this because it's halal, but we can't do this because it's haram. Because like Haida said, dating, the term dating is a very Western term. Um, I feel like dating is just a more intimate relationship if you want to be more than a friend with someone. And that's completely okay, in my opinion. I don't know there's any hadith or surahs that say it's not but as far as I know that's completely okay um as long as what is your relationship is encompassed of is not going against your religion mm-hmm. now please go ahead but I think uh your your mic is a little bit low Khaira. Oh. Okay, is it just now. me no it's me too yeah 
Okay, how about now? Uh, it's a little bit low still. Um, why don't why don't you try? Go ahead. Okay, so I was just gonna say, like you know, it's based on I guess it goes back to like your intention and like what you want to do. So just like as you were talking about it, something just came up, and it's like based on your intention. Like, what are you intending to do? Dorek, you mentioned something really nice, which is mutualistic agreement. And that kind of segues into our next topic, which is culture versus religion. And I know this is a big topic and it's going to be a little bit you know, juicy. So let's get right into it. Uh, Jenna, I'd like for you to comment a little bit on judgment in the Islamic communities mm -hmm. in terms of dating and relationships. Yeah, so I have noticed that if we're talking about grown members of the Islamic community, they have certain sentiments towards dating. Um, and they might not have been raised around the same peer pressures that we were raised on, which can lead them to certain judgments that they'll form about dating. So I think when it comes to judgment, you know, we're told and we're told like in the Quran and Hadith not to judge for certain reasons. And, you know, it's not, it's not our place to judge. So I think that um, you know, being judgmental isn't the right way to go about things, especially as a Muslim, because it's our job to not do those things. I like that idea. And, you know, subhanAllah, that kind of reminds me of something we talked about when we had our topic of Black Lives Matter. There's a saying that goes that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they created us in tribes so that we learn from each other, not so that we judge from each other. And I think the same idea applies for relationships, right? Whether something is being done correctly or incorrectly, it's not our place to just go and backbite about them, but rather it is our job to, you know, if someone needs that kind of help where it's getting a little bit too far, you know, we can try to go about it the correct way without making the person feel bad or even worse, giving them a bad image, right? And oftentimes this is something that's done a lot in many communities. And so, Khaira, I want to move to you and I want to talk a little bit about the taboo of relationships, right? So this idea of like, not just like being in a relationship, but having feelings for someone as well. And that's where the culture versus religion goes into play. You know, imagine, you know, some like a, da a daughter, for example, goes to her parents and says, oh, I have a feeling, for, uh, I have feelings for this guy. And, you know, they respond the culturally way. Why do you have feelings for this person? That's haram, stuff like that, right? So can you comment on that a little bit? Have you personally seen it before? What are your thoughts? I guess, um, I think number one, if your child comes to you, like a teenage child comes to, comes to their parents and like, you know, they express what they're feeling and then their parents tend to undermine them. I would say that is, again, a mistake on the parents. Um, I think, you know, as a parent of a teenager, you should be open and allow that conversation to happen because think about it, if you're not being open with your own child about what they're feeling, you know, then that's when like the negative idea of like dating can come to play. Exactly. And then, and then I guess I was having this conversation with my mom and like, she's always asking me like, oh, you know, what are you feeling? And then sometimes, I guess like not about me in general, but like, in general, um, it would be like, you know, if a girl or let's say even a boy, um, you know, in their teenage years, if they don't have feelings, just like a crush or something else, then, you know, that might insinuate that there's something wrong. So I just want to say it's like a totally normal thing to have 
feelings for someone, but I guess it becomes a problem when someone acts upon their feelings in a... Yeah, go ahead, finish that sentence. In like a non-halal way, but I guess I don't know how to define what halal versus not halal just because I feel like I'm not educated enough to, you know, actually tell you what or say, tell someone that, hey, you know, what you're doing is haram or what you're doing is halal. So I think it's just like being cognizant and aware of, you know, just keep your feelings, you know, just don't act upon it in a negative way. SubhanAllah, I think you kind of really hit it like spot on, right? And there is a difference between having feelings and temptations and actually active, acting upon something, you know? And if a parent or parents are not there for their child, especially when they're going through something like that, how do you think that's going to psychologically affect them, right? Uh, Tariq, can I get your thoughts a little bit about the taboo of relationships in Muslim communities and how that goes? So, yeah, I think it all goes back to culture versus religion because um, here we're born and raised in America and we see relationships all over. Um, we see it with our friends. We see it within even sometimes our families who are also raised here, like our older cousins. We see it in all the TV shows and all the movies we watch. Um, all our, the artists that we listen to, they're all rapping or singing about it. And it's a completely different world than the ones that our parents grew up in because back home, schools were separated by uh, gender. You know, it's either a male, all guy school or all girl school or guys were on the first floor, women were on the second floor. Um, the only woman that you really saw was your family um, that were without the hijab and everything. Um, it was just a completely different world. So then this, when they come to America and then they see that um, boys and girls are going to the same school, integrating, being friends with each other, wanting to be more than friends with each other. It's just completely foreign. And I don't think they understand it or can wrap their mind around it, which is, where the taboo comes from, where most taboos come from, actually, because of their programming. You know, they were just programmed a completely different way in a completely different world than we're being brought up in. So then it's just like, that's wrong automatically without even knowing what, what the relationship entails or what it consists of or what they're doing, just because it's completely different than how they grew up. Yeah, 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 100%. And when you're like so tough on someone, right, they just, eventually that can affect them negatively so much. For instance, it can make them socially awkward when talking to the opposite gender, right? Oh, you're not allowed to talk to this person, not even for school, not even for everything. Imagine a parent telling their child that in high school. How are they going to survive in college? How are they going to survive in the real life, right? So exactly. it's one thing to have intentions, but to have like, you know, to, to want what's best for like your kids, you have to go about it the correct way. And Khaira hit a spot on SubhanAllah when she said, communicating with your children and having these talks, not closing these talks off and not having it at all in these conversations at all. And um, it kind of, you know, it goes back to why is it that, you know, having like boyfriends and girlfriends and stuff like that, why is there that like, you know, religious aspect that like, you know, some stuff are like just not permissible to do. It's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to protect us from being heartbroken because this heartbreak that occurs like, it affects you. It affects you psychologically. And unless if you're ready for it, unless if you're ready to be that partner where you can provide for them, whether it's emotionally, you know, like, uh, or, or, or educationally or whatever it may be, you know, if you're not ready, you're not ready, right? So let's go ahead and move on to our last topic, which is peer pressure. And peer pressure happens a lot, you know, like when, when you're in like friend groups. So 
has anybody here ever witnessed someone being peer pressured into a relationship that they may not have? I see Thotic, you're nodding. Do you want to comment a little bit on this? Yeah, there's a lot of peer pressure, man, especially in high school. Um, I don't know about with females, but especially with guys, because like, we'll just be sitting around and um, right now I'm talking, even, even Muslim guys, man, it's just like, we'll just be sitting around and then you see a female that one of them finds attractive. And then everyone's like, if you voice that you find her attractive, everyone's just on your head. They're like, yo, like, go get her number, go get her Snapchat. Even if you yeah, don't really and then if like, you don't, and then wanted. if you don't, you're considered like socially awkward or not normal. Yes. Yeah, that, they love to throw around like you're asexual, like you're scared, just go do it. Why exactly. Are you exactly. Like you're not conforming to the norm or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I want to give you all a scenario, and I want to get each of your thoughts on this. Okay. Here we go. So I am a student in high school, and I have begun getting feelings for this girl and we start talking and we start conversating texting every day but it's gotten to the point where you know on one hand i feel that it's wrong and like you know i want to stop it because i'm nowhere near to like go long term for an actual healthy relationship but on another, on another hand you know i'm going through the feels or like oh my gosh i'm i'm so in love with her and she's so in love with me or whatever so imagine that i'm your friend how would you go about that situation how would you help me or how would you you know what would you do in that situation Khaira, i'd like to start with you and it's okay if this is a little bit of a difficult situation but these are stuff that actually happen right stuff that happen with our friends and stuff yeah so i guess the first step as a friend is number one i would acknowledge them that you know that they that they're being self-aware and that they notice that they're doing something incorrect um whether i don't know what they might be doing but you know I think that's a huge first step, you know, being self-aware and acknowledging that, you know, what you might be doing um, might infringe like your religious um, regulations or it might be hurting you mentally, um, physically, I don't know. Um, I think that's, a, that's like a huge first step. And then the second thing as a friend, um, I would just listen to them, just be that open ear and just listen to just listen and not listen to like give advice or tell them oh you know you're doing this wrong stop this break up with her you know break up with him i'm um, just listen to listen um and then i guess if someone was talking to me like i don't know if i would be the right person to give you advice just because i don't know how i would go about it just you know i've never experienced it um mm -hmm. i've i just i wouldn't have the correct knowledge to give someone who's going through a challenging time so I guess, you know, I'd console them. I'd somehow make them feel better just for that moment. And then maybe like connect them with like a local, um, like I know my masjid, we have like an awesome mass, I'm not sorry, like an awesome youth director, you know, someone who's, I guess a millennial, someone who's understanding and like aware, just like a mentor, someone like you say, someone your age, um, connect them with like a mentor, or I guess before going to that step, just, you know, asking them to step back and listen to their intuition. Like, is this something you want to do? Um, if you were a boy, would you want this for your sister? If you were a sis, if you were a girl, would you want this for your brother? Just like, you know, think about that. So I guess those are the three things. Just number one, acknowledge that, you know, what they're doing and applaud for them. And then the second thing would be listen to them. And number three, I guess, would just be like, allow them to listen to their intuition because I guess as a person, I don't know if, you know, what I would be saying would, you know, help them in a way just because I'm not in their feet or in their position. 
And I guess the last resort would be to like connect them with um, a trusted and helpful adult, whether it's their mom, their dad, their sibling, or someone in the community. Yeah. It's like aware of. Yeah, go ahead. Khaira, you can finish your, your thought. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I just said, I was just saying like anyone who's aware of these um, issues, like someone who actually knows how to go about um, these difficulties that, you know, people go through. All right. Jenna, I want to get your thoughts. How would you uh, handle that type of situation? Mm -hmm. So as someone who has been in that situation as that friend who has had to have done that multiple times. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's important to acknowledge first thing, you can't change everybody. You can't change everybody's mind. And you can't always get them to see your point of view. Because when I say like love is blinding or love, like love, it really is. And oh my God. Yes. That was subhanAllah. That's a, that's a powerful saying, but yeah, go ahead. Continue. As a girl, I can't, I can't really speak from the male perspective, but as a girl, and other girls, I know that they're most likely going to listen to their heart before they listen to their friend because, and that's like a normal person. Like I know I would do that too, but um, as a friend, I would tell them, I would first ask them, well, what are your intentions and where do you see this going? What is the trajectory of this relationship? Like, and be honest with yourself. Like, don't, don't even lie. Like, don't sugarcoat it. Just be point blank period, you know, like, that's it. And if I notice like disparities in what they're saying, like if what they're saying just doesn't sound right, doesn't add up. And like, like I said, the trajectory of their relationship is just like a flat line. Then I'm going to tell them, you know, I, I think that this isn't a good decision for you and that you should end it right here because personally you have like, you have like nothing to gain from this. You only have stuff to lose. And that's like, your emotions, your time, your energy. Like that's all the things you have to lose and you won't be gaining anything. So um, that's like, that's the most blunt answer I could give them. But at the end of the day, you really can't change someone who is like blinded by love nine times out of 10. SubhanAllah, very well said. Tariq, how about you? How would you handle the situation? Um, I think I would first start by letting them know that their feelings are valid and they are not in the wrong for feeling how they feel towards that person because this is a very tough situation for someone to be in because they're literally having an internal war they're being pulled one way of like i really like this person then another way like it's, it's wrong so i would let them know that they're not in the wrong for feeling how they feel because it's completely normal to be attracted to someone like that um i would also tell them not to ignore their intuition if they feel like something is wrong then they shouldn't battle that they shouldn't fight it they should just go with it because you should always trust your gut um if they would ask me for further like advice on what to actually do in their situation, I uh, would have told them to just be honest and be open with the person who they are in that little situation with. I would have told them to like, all right, tell this person how you feel, but also set your boundaries systemically. So like, like kind of how I always said, the boundaries are very, very important because if they know how you feel and they know your boundaries systemically, so you basically, you're solving, you're hitting two birds with one stone, you're confessing your feelings, and you're also like alleviating that moral pressure that that weight on your shoulders by making sure that whatever you're going to do is islamically correct and it's within the boundaries of your religion um mm -hmm. so you guys can just continue your relationship like that you know you don't necessarily have to cut them completely off um just kind of cruise 
And as you grow older and tighter with this person, if you feel like, all right, this is the person that I want to be with, um, then you can take that next step Islamically into furthering your relationship into something a little bit more serious. Hmm. All three of you, very well said. Very, very good answers. I would just add on to say, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Suhaib Webb before. Um, he once said that he was at a masjid once. And this old man comes up to him and says, look at these kids. Fear them back to Allah. Scare them back to Allah. And Suhaib Webb goes back to him and says, I'm not going to scare them back to Allah. I'm going to love them back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's what we have to all keep in mind is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us and wants wants what's best for us it's normal to have these feelings but talking to an adult you know handling the situation appropriately if you see someone like this happening to someone else helping them out letting them vent because sometimes they might not have anyone to vent about the situation well i want to thank all three of you of being on here thank you guys so much mashallah very good conversation for those listening to uh, those listening out there we might have to have a part two and maybe have like a sheikh or imam come on this and I want to hear their perspective, you know, but like asking them like taboo questions and stuff like that. But as always, uh, I'm your host, Usaid Mahmoud. Hannah will be hosting next time, inshallah. And we thank you again for tuning in to Mass Youth Podcast. We hope to see you guys soon again. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.